All right, it is good to see you all this morning. Um, I am just going through this fellowship series. I have, I'm just getting more and more appreciation for what we have together in Christ. There is no one else on this planet who I can relate to more than you all, who you're all praying the same prayers. You're fighting the same fight. You're sharing the same gospel. You have the same father. We came into the kingdom the same way through the blood of Christ. Thank the Lord. And there isn't anyone out there, not my biological family, not your family who's here in town, but, you know, has better things. I mean, just there is nobody like you guys in my life. And this morning, we're missing a bunch of people. We've got Rokus and Wasam. Oriyama and Jane are in the new members class this morning. Okay, so they're excused. That's okay. Like, that's cool. Uh, Bill and Paulette uh, are online because Paulette had cataract surgery. And so Paulette, uh, God bless, we pray that that'll, that'll get better. But they didn't want to come and, and get COVID right after eye surgery. So, so they're online. I know Nick isn't here this morning, but so we're, we are missing a lot of people this morning, but, but I do, like I said, this fellowship series has just really opened my heart to how important this is. What's more valuable than the blood of Christ? The temptation is to say nothing except he did purchase a possession with his blood. Ephesians 1 tells us that the church, the body of Christ is the purchased possession. So what's the most valuable thing on the planet? I'm looking at it right here. It's you guys. And, and so anyway, before we get into the word, we do have some housekeeping. We got some class business to take care of. Um, one thing is this, the Gail had mentioned Heartland Baptist Fellowships Bible Conference. So there's, there's teaching from 6.30 to 8 in the evenings. And then starting at 8 p.m. and going till 10 p.m., we build Bibles. So they're already printed, but like the binding and the gluing and you roll them out and there's like this whole process. You just get stuck in the assembly line somewhere and you're literally making Bibles out of print. And then those Bibles get sent to people who otherwise wouldn't have the written word. Like maybe they could get it electronically or something, but they won't have a Bible, the, the, and the written word of God, scripture in their hands. And so we can literally go and make Bibles. Now, I can't do that tonight, Tuesday night's corporate prayer, Wednesday night, I'm heading out of town. But tomorrow night, if anyone Monday night wants to go, like it'd be kind of fun to carpool, we could go down there and make an evening of it. Or... You could go, there's morning sessions. You can go whenever you want, but I, I just didn't know, is there anyone who wants to do that and go down and actually make Bibles? I, I, I think if there's a group that's going to go, I'll go. Yes. That, yes, that's what I'm, yes. So what a so Monday night? Who who could go Monday night? Okay, yeah. So let's go Monday night. We can uh, no, there's morning sessions. Okay, so they're doing Bible assembly all day. Yeah. They want you to register. Uh, just so they know who's coming when. Yeah, for they don't assemble between six thirty and eight during the service. So I would want to come during service. If people want to go before that, if if getting home at eleven o'clock, like if you're going to work in the morning, maybe you don't want to do that. But but anyway, so if 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 you want to go on Monday night, let's just meet after living well class right back over there in that corner okay and then we can coordinate that 
So Christine, can you, cause I'm gonna be meeting with, with Verno right afterwards. So, so, okay, praise the Lord. That, that'll be fun. That'll be a good time to go literally make Bibles that are gonna go out and, and share the gospel is, is pretty cool. Now, speaking of, of Bibles and such, this is the, the Metro, okay? So here's 435 in, in Kansas City. This is Midtown Baptist Temple right here. Now, what this is, this, this, these are our Bible studies, okay? So Tim Taylor is going to have the men's Bible study here. We've got Christine. That's the women's Bible study. We got the growth. That's the couple's Bible study. This is the Panera Legends Bible study, okay? These are our Bible studies in the Metro. And what I want to do right now is, is I kind of want to do an official charge to the leaders and a commissioning of our Bible studies. We were meeting together. Now we are going ye therefore. We are getting outside the four walls of this building and we're taking the gospel. Did you guys hear the testimony of baptism this morning, by the way? Man, I came and I just kept getting invited to this Bible study till finally it's like, okay, I'll go to your Bible study. I went to the Bible study and I got saved. So now I'm getting by now I'm getting baptized. Okay, listen, what praise the Lord that that there was that functional small group open Bible ministry that took place. Okay, you guys, that's what has built Midtown Baptist Temple is these community Bible studies. That's that now not all of us, but but that's what a lot of the growth at Midtown has been that God is really blessing these community Bible studies. And so, so these are our, our community Bible studies. Now, Wagi, I've left off the Arabic fellowship purposefully because, because you know, you just need to be laser focused on planting an Arabic speaking church. And that's a little different than, than what we're doing with our community Bible studies. Now, some of you, that may need to be your main thing, but Okay, what I want to do then is just have the Bible study leaders come up and just present, like, what, 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 what is your Bible study? What's the vision for it? When is it going to be? Where? And that sort of a thing. So, Scott, you want to start with that? Yeah, I can set the bar low. Yeah, start. Yeah, if you could just stink it up really bad. And just hand off to Tim, Christine, or Gail. Okay. Yeah. So um, the uh, the couples Bible study. So it's it's not if you're not a couple, you are able to come. Um, but uh, but it's basically focused on couples, and uh, um, we'll do creation to Christ. And I have not picked out the lesson set, but we're going to meet on um, first and third. Thursdays. So, and we'll start off meeting um, at my house, at, at our house. Um, but uh, I had that and I did not see, I'm setting that bar low. So, I think it's October, October 7th, I think. Um, what time were we meeting here? It was 6.30, and then we'll start the Bible study at 7. So it'll be October 7th would be the first. Yeah. October 21st would be the third. Right. So. Bible study the 7th, fellowship the 8th, and we'll do something for the 9th. I'm sure there's something going on the 9th. Jen is arranging everything on the eighth and the ninth. So, um, oh yeah, you've already got something on the eighth. So, uh, um, yeah, and I just I really want to. Uh, I think that the couples that we have now are are pretty established. So, I kind of see it uh, a little bit of kind of leadership training. A little bit until we get somebody new in um because i mean you guys can do this if if you get trained up you can do it in your your area too so uh, um and we'll 
I think there's going to be some some fluidity to this because I think there might be an opportunity. Maybe we can trade houses. Um, but I think if we get somebody new in, we need it to be the same place so there isn't confusion. But um, <clears throat> so we'll see how that goes. Um, my address is, our address is 400 West 115th Street. Can somebody write all these different Bible studies, time and, and place, and then put that out on the WhatsApp group for us? Six four one one four. It's KCMO. So, all right. I think that's it. Any more questions? All right. Who's next? Tim. Oh, there he is. He was hiding behind the pillar. Well, Chris said we were going to be moving outside of these walls, but my Bible study is not moving outside of these walls. Um, we're going to carry on here. It's going to change over into a men's Bible study, Creation to Christ. I don't know what lesson set we're on, but we're picking up right where uh, we left off here. So it's uh, Luke 5. Math no, wait a minute. I wrote down Matthew 5, but it's Luke 5, I believe. 17 through 26. Um, the goals are to build up leaders uh, to carry on other Bible studies. That situation is very much under attack. This Bible study is already under attack um, with uh, just getting people here, um, things going on in people's lives that are going to keep them from being here. And I, I can see it happening already. So I ask covet prayers for this Bible study, for this ministry, and I'm asking for people, mature people that would want to help out with hospitality and transportation. Uh, that's really what we need to get this thing kicked off. So we'll be meeting first and third Mondays, which we're starting tomorrow night. So that kind of messes up for us going to Harrisonville. Yeah, just do it as a Bible study. Go to Harrisonville? <laughs> we've all there's already been in planning for quite a while now so it's kind of hard to change plans at this late but um if somebody wants to call me before the chiefs game we can figure that out but we'll be here <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Um, are you going to be attending our bible study yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll be starting at 6 30 we'll have snacks and we'll kick it off at seven um Creation to Christ, like I said, um, basically try to keep the same format we had in this other Bible study. So, so anything else? I'm back. Well, uh, I'm not, not really the leader, but I'm the only one here. <laughs> uh, actually, uh, back, I was just looking this up here. September 12th, 2019, we began. And Scott here was our leader. And uh, we started off with the uh, 19 lesson set. We're now at the 26 story set. And we're on number 16. So it's just uh, Scott's doing the. Uh, the couples thing so it's just al and me and i think we're going to get pastor doug involved so we'll have some adult supervision so i so well what we're doing like 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 scott said we're we actually have the stuff and uh what i do is i print out the lesson because it's so cool then i write down all these notes so it's like oh he was enlightened us to so many things because he was going to the, later on, he was going to the Monday night one. And then we were following the same lesson set. And so he would come and he would use the brilliance of Wagi and all of you others to share with us. And then I got to wrote it down. So that's what we're doing. So we're at the legends, the Panera at the legends right now, every second and fourth Thursday. 
at, I think we were going to do it at 5.30 because they're, they're, they're shutting down at 7 because they can't get employees. Now, uh, Al is living in KCK. He's going to be moving to, to Olathe. And so if it's all right with, with Pastor Chris, we were going to move it to Lenexa because of geographics. And not only that, the environment up in the Legends is just not conducive for anything. I mean, it's a transient thing because it's at the mall. Here in Lenexa, it's, it's a nice little neighborhood type thing. And there's a lot of Bible study going on there, a lot. Because I, I try to hang out there every Tuesday and Thursday during the day. And people are always come, they all see me and they come up. We have great conversation about stuff. They see that Bible and they'll stop, you know, especially whenever I wear my USMC t-shirt, these old guys are come up. It's great to see a Marine reading the Bible. You know? So, so anyway, um, so we're hoping Doug will be able to join us and Scott and I, and we're going to just learn the, it's already been, um, it's already been created. We've got the lesson plans, the sets, and we've got just like uh, um, Scott was saying, we've got creation of Christ. We have a format, and that's where we're trying to stick with that as much as possible because it works. Well, we're uh, Al is supposed to move toward the end of October. So um, he actually said we could start, you know, moving it sooner. So he's, he's not here, so I you know, and Doug said he's willing to, 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 to come all the way down to the southern border of the world to come to us. So, uh, but I'll, I'll let y'all know whenever we make that change. It's just that because of Al and now Doug, we're going to stick up there. So, okay. All righty. Christine? On the map, it's actually pretty close to where it says the next there, isn't it? Um, uh, let's see, Lenexa, that's K10, we're right, and there's 435. We're going to be right here at 87th. This is where we're going to be. So if you just got to get on I-35 and just go south, if you're going to come that way, turn right and keep on going, and we're right at Lackman. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Um, so thank you, Don. Uh, the women's Bible study is going to, we're going to have a leaders planning meeting on Saturday afternoon, October 2nd, to determine what the best day and time is for the ladies of this congregation. And we're going to partner together. It's going to be evangelical. We'll um, hopefully start by inviting um, people we meet here, but also my neighborhood. And we'll see if we can't win the ladies in my, in my neighborhood to the Lord and see if we can, you know, grow them up a little bit in the, in the word and um, but we don't yet know exactly what day and time because I've been unable to identify when I can get help with it. Um, so the planning media is going to hopefully get us all in one place that we can actually discuss it and come up with um, what we want to do. But the hope is, you know, a couple times a month on a Saturday, likely afternoon, um, but exactly which Saturday afternoons, I'm not sure. We'll start at my house and uh, we'll just go from there. So um, this first one will just be some fellowship time and discussion and planning, and then we'll move into creation to Christ and evangelism and invitations after that. So, and, um, if anybody wants to know my address, we will have a zoom component because, um, and if anybody could help grab the ladies from the mission and get them to my house, I won't be able to host and do that. And so we're looking for someone who can pick them up and bring them, but, um, yeah, if, if that doesn't work out, we'll definitely have a Zoom um, part to it um, as well. So, okay. All right, so look at the back of your handout um, where, where if you're not there already. So, All right, so I want to give a charge to the Bible study leaders. And Gail, sometimes you pick your ministry, and sometimes your ministry picks you. Um, I think you're the leader of that Bible study. I think you've been, yes. Um, 
I think you see a need. You, I mean, I don't know. All in favor of Gail? I mean, okay. No, so, um, but I, I think I think you're the leader. So listen, knowing that the devil is against us, but more importantly, that God is with us and is for us. Here is my charge to the Bible study leaders. Stir up the gift that is within you for such a time as this. I don't know if you know this, but this has been a long time coming. We started this, the spiritual warfare series we did. Remember that? That was for this. Because when we started community Bible studies, nothing really happened. And there was spiritual warfare and we lost. And there was no fruit and people didn't know what to do or how to do it. So we brought the Bible study together all summer so that we could do this together just so we could see what creation to Christ and discovery Bible method is. But then also, listen, just to kind of get equipped and to get a little bit of a break to get retooled maybe and ready to go back out. So, so this has been coming for a long time. The goal is, is that you will extend the reach of the body of Christ into your communities. I thank God for what we have here, but it can't stay here. That's not the mission, you guys. It's not the mission. I love it. We come together and what we have and the praise and the worship and the fellowship is awesome. But listen, it's got to go and it's got to be extended into your family, into your workplaces, into your communities. That's what we're talking about. We're not talking about an event on your calendar once a no, this is us reaching our city with the gospel. That's what this is. So, Bible study leaders, I don't want you to be cavalier. I don't, you're not novices. You've been involved with ministry, you've seen spiritual attack, you know it's coming, but listen. This is the mission that God gave us. We don't have to ask if he's with us. If God says, go do something and I go do it, I don't have to ask if he's with me, right? He's the one that gave us this mission. So yes, Lord, we're going to go and we're going to do this. And to the Bible study leaders, okay, listen, we're going to support you. Yes, Christine, good plan. Get your leaders together and say, okay, when is it going to work for us to do this together? That's good leadership. I love that. Get help. Our plan is to support you in this ministry. But listen, it is your perseverance leader. It's your leadership. It's your prayers, your planning, your preparation, your preaching, your perfecting. We're going to see today. It's your abiding that's going to see this done. There's a lot that rides on your leadership. So yeah, there's spiritual attack. That's, that's why we need leaders. Okay, we're not afraid of that, amen? Like we're not signing up. We're not like trying to go head to head against the devil, but we kind of are. Okay, so listen, I want you, you're gonna have to prioritize this ministry, Marla, Scott, Tim, Gail, Christine. You're gonna have to prioritize this. But this is us do, mobilizing this group and extending the reach of the Living Well class in Midtown Baptist Temple into our metro. You guys understand that? It's kind of a big deal. Okay, so Colossians 4.17, and say to Archippus, take heed to the ministry that thou hast received in the Lord that thou fulfill it. You have the spiritual covering of this church and this class. Praise the Lord. Okay, so, so th that's my charge to you as leaders, and I want to pray for you all, not me praying for you all, but us praying for you all as I commission you to do this work, okay? You don't have to wonder if you have the spiritual authority to do it. You, you do. You don't have to wonder if it's important. It is. You don't have to wonder if God's with you. He is. It's awesome. Okay, so so... We're going to pray for you. In fact, let's do that right now. So if you're near one of these people, just get a hand on them, okay? Just like a hand on the shoulder, whatever. And, and we're just going to pray for these Bibles. So go ahead and move around. Go, go find somebody, get a hand on, and just we're going to pray for them in terms of, of the leaders that are going to be leading these Bible studies. 
Yeah, Deanna, run back there. All right, so let's let's go to the Lord together. Father, we come before you in Jesus' name as the body of Christ. And Lord, you gave us a mission to take the gospel to the lost. And so here we are, your people gathered together and according to your will and according to your word. God, we, I just want to commission these Bible study leaders to lead this class, to lead a group of people to get out of these four walls and to get into our communities with the gospel. So, Father, would you lead and guide and protect them? Lord, I pray for a metal, metal in them that will not bend, that will not break, that won't be daunted. And, Father, I just pray that they would be wise to stir up the gift that is within them to lead in this way. Father, we thank you for the opportunity to be ambassadors for Christ. So, Lord, we just ask for your help and guidance in all of this. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. So, listen, to the class as a whole, I'm not just talking to the leaders now. I'm talking to all of us, me included. God is greatly blessed. The event, evangelistic Bible studies at MBT. I thank God for that testimony this morning because that's just like reinforcement for me. We can trust for and we can anticipate these Bible studies to be fruitful. You guys, we are just now at a place as a class where we can handle that fruit, where we have enough disciplers. So that when God gives us fruit, we're going to be able to process it. Does that make sense? Our living, well community, our living Well class community Bible studies are going to be our main evangelistic tool. Now listen, I think we should do hit the streets. I think we should do confrontational evangelism. I think we should invite people. Hey, come and see what God's doing. But in terms of fruitfulness, discipleship, and not just evangelism, this is going to be our main tool you do not want to miss this train on your flyer this is a bring a friend event we want you to bring your lost friends and everything let them see what revenue well is actually what he's talking about praise the lord bring your friends come and see is a valid form of evangelism so that's perfect the on-ramp is you choosing one of our bible studies okay so this one is going to be is going to be translated down in here somewhere. So we kind of have South Kansas City covered. We, we probably need to win some people to Christ up here somewhere um, or get some Bible studies going up there from the class. Okay, but some Scott was referring to the fact that it may be a cool thing if some other people end up hosting sometime or something like that. We need people to lead the Bible studies. We need people to host. We've got transportation needs already. So it's a, it's a team thing. Like we're going to need lots of people. The plan is as the Bible studies grow, I think this will happen with a couple's Bible studies sooner than later. I think it's going to grow to the point where we're going to have to divide it. We're going to have to split it. So from the beginning, if you're going to one of these Bible studies, just plan on being trained up to lead a Bible study. Because it's as God brings fruit and as it grows, okay, we're going to probably need to split the Bible study. So from the beginning, there's training involved with that. All right, questions on that? So step number one is pick a Bible study. You need to pick a Bible study on that. Okay. All right. Praise the Lord. I feel like uh, we should be done. Okay, but real quick, real quick, open your Bibles. <laughs> open your Bibles, 1 John chapter 2. 1 John chapter 2, because uh, you can't miss what we have um, this morning. It is, it's so good. Okay, so we're in 1 John chapter 2, verses 28 and 29. Here's what we read in those passages. And now, little children, abide in him, that when he shall appear, we may have confidence and not be ashamed before him at his coming. If you know that he's righteous, 
ye know that everyone that doeth righteousness is born of him. I want to spend some time just working through these verses together. And, th and then I think we could even have time for small groups. And uh, so, so let's get, let's get started with this. Christine and I were driving yesterday and, and, and we were turning a corner and I look over and there's a lady in an SUV and she's just singing. She's just singing and the, the windows are up. I can't tell what she's singing, um, but she's just like, okay, completely oblivious to the fact that she's in a car at an intersection. Her, her head is somewhere else. Okay, I don't know if you've ever been there. All the time. Okay, so you're listening to your eight track and you're, okay. Okay, so, oh, 45 seconds. Okay, so sometimes you can be somewhere, but your mind is elsewhere. We've all done that. We've all had those times. Christine listens to audiobooks when she drives. And inside her car, it's like story time. So she, she's driving and everyone else has got road rage. And they're mad and they're racing each other. And if there's traffic, like, like construction or a wreck and like everyone's mad. And Christine, like inside her car, it's like, it's just like, oh, good. I just got to listen to one more chapter on my book. Because even though she's physically in the same place as all the angry drivers, in her mind, she's often in um, wherever, in Bookland. Sometimes we'll say this. We're like, hey, where's your head at? You're like, oh, sorry, my mind was elsewhere. So, you know, you're like, oh, Phyllis has got her head in the clouds. Okay. All right, so 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 this this applies to our uh, so in my mind anyway that lady who was singing she was singing like I can only imagine by Mercy Me you know that song yeah it's a beautiful song okay one of my goals for us this morning is that you will never hear that song the same way again. I can only imagine in that day when Jesus comes back and I can only, am I going to dance? Like, what's that? Okay. I, you're never going to hear that song again. Okay. That's one of my goals. All right. So listen, this verse, this passage starts out. It says, and now little children. Okay. Well, that little children is a general term. For little children, it's different than what we studied before, where we saw the three different ages and stages of fellowship. It's, it's uh, technion is the, is the Greek. And, and, and we might just say something like, my darlings, my, my little loved ones. And, and, and so it's a term of endearment. So that's good. It's found nine times in scripture and seven times it's found in this five chapter book of 1 John, which is all about fellowship. Hey, you know, and, and then... So that's, you know, that's a good thing. So just a little bit about that little children here. Um, so Jesus called John and the other disciples his little children in John 33, 35. Okay, first, okay, now first John, this is where John the apostle. So Jesus told John, he called him a little child. He says, if you want to have fellowship, love one another. All right, now Peter's response, so, so go ahead and turn to John 13, the gospel of John, not the epistle of John, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, chapter 13, verse 33, Jesus says, little children, there it is, he's talking to his disciples, yet a little while I am with you, ye shall seek me, and as I said to the Jews, whither I go, ye cannot come, so you can imagine saying that to a child. Daddy, where are you going? I'm going to work. You can't come. It's too dangerous. You're just a little kid, right? You, you know, you don't, I know you want to come, but you don't understand. It's, it is too dangerous. You can't come. Okay. And, and then, and then this is what he says, a new commandment I give unto you. Well, that sounds familiar. That's what John's been telling us. 
That's what Jesus told John, that you love one another. As I have loved you, you need to love one another. By this shall all men know that you're my disciples if you have love one for another. All this stuff that John's been teaching us in First John, he's just doing, he's just communicating to us the whatsoever things Jesus told him. Now look what Peter does with this in verse 36 through 38. And I would surmise or speculate that maybe Peter, the tough fisherman guy, didn't like being called a little child. Uh, that's just me. I, I don't know. But, but look what he says in verses 36 through 38. Simon Peter said unto him, Lord, whither goest thou? Jesus said, whither I go, thou canst not follow me, but thou shalt follow me afterwards. Peter said unto him, Lord, why cannot I follow thee now? I will lay down my life for thy sake. So in other words, I know why those guys can't follow you. <laughs> but why can't I follow you? Because I'll lay down my life for your sake. They won't, but I will. So that's what, that's what Peter's doing. Okay, so, so Jesus said, wilt thou lay down thy life for my sake? Verily, verily, I say unto thee, the cock shall not crow till thou hast denied me thrice. And we know how that story goes. Did Peter have what it take, took to pay for the sins of the world, to die on a cross, to be buried, and then to rise again, conquering sin and death? defeating the grave and presenting himself a sinless sacrifice in the third heaven. Could Peter have done any of that? No, no but Peter, so God's like, no, you're kind of a little child. I'll do the grown up. But, and so, so that's what we see in, in this, calling them little children. Psalm 131 says, Lord, my heart is not haughty, nor my eyes lofty. Neither do I exercise myself in great matters or in things too high for me. Surely I have behaved and quieted myself as a child that is weaned of his mother, my soul, even as a weaned child. Matthew 18, 1 through 4, the disciples were arguing about who's going to be the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. And Jesus called a little child and he put him down in the middle of the disciples. And if you read the, the passage in Mark, you know, he went, then he chose one of them. He chose that little child. He picked that child back up and said, except you become as a little child, you shall not enter the kingdom of heaven. Unless you, be, unless you develop a childlike faith and dependence, you're, you're not getting saved. There's no haughty people going to heaven. It's all praise to the glory of God. Okay, so, so little child, well, that's a good thing. We just all are like God's little children. It's a term of endearment. We're all just, I mean... So, so this is little children, and the message is abide in him. And this is kind of the main point that we want to get to in this. Okay, so we live somewhere physically. Hey, what's your address? And you tell me your address, and I can go find it. Because it's a physical address, and that's where you live. That's pretty easy to understand. That's where you abide. It's your address. Address. Okay, easy. That's your abode. I abide in my abode. It's, here's my address. You can go find my house. Now, we also live somewhere spiritually. This is a little bit harder to understand, but we need to understand it because what we're told in this passage is that we are to abide in him. And so spiritual reality is actually that we are in two places at once. Did you know that, that you're in two places at once? Awesome. Okay. So here's a question for you. Which one of these two places is your home? Where is home? If we live in two places, well, what's the, so here's, so that's just kind of by, by way of introduction here, but, but, but let's look at this a little bit. First of all, we'll start with our spiritual reality, our standing with God. Turn to Ephesians chapter one. In Ephesians chapter 1, verse 1, this is what we read. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the will of God, to the saints which are what? At Ephesus. This is the, the book of Ephesians written to the people at Ephesus. And to the faithful in Christ Jesus. Wait, wait. Are they at Ephesus or are they in Christ Jesus? They're both. Look at verse 3. Blessed be God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. If you were to read through Ephesians chapter 1, what you would see, okay, just, just looking through this, verse 6, 
in the beloved. Verse 10, in one, in Christ, in him. Verse 11, in whom. Verse 12, in Christ. Verse 13, in whom you trusted, in whom also after you believed you were sealed. Just goes on and on and on in Christ, in him, in whom. Look at Ephesians chapter 2, verse 6. God has raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. We are sitting together at 3953 Walnut in the annex in the parking lot. Hey, to the saints in the annex in Christ Jesus. We are also seated together at the right hand of the Father. We're seated together in heavenly places, you and I. In Christ, who is outside of time space, we're in Christ, who, who's not, who's beyond our comprehension. Okay, so we are actually in two places at once. Okay, so the question is, which of these is our home? Now, when I say our standing, this is our position in Christ, the finished work of Christ on the cross. Jesus is on the cross. He said, it is finished. When we got saved, Jesus's righteousness came and covered us like a mantle. And my standing in God's eyes is that I am righteous because the righteousness of Christ is upon me. Let's look at, at Hebrews 4.16. I'll give you an example of how we're in two places at once. How many of you have already prayed today? Everybody's prayed today, except Sudi. Okay. All right. Hebrews 4.16. Let us, therefore, come boldly unto the throne of grace. Wait. What? Let us. Where are we going? That's how we're going. Where are we going? Where's that? Yeah. Hebrews chapter 8, Hebrews chapter 12. It's in, it's in heaven. At the right hand, it's the throne of God. Christ is right there making intercession for us. But when you close your eyes and bow your head to pray, you enter into the third heaven. Wait, so where, if we all, we just all prayed a little bit ago. We were at 33, 39, 53 Walnut. No, yeah, we were also in the third heaven, weren't we? According to the word of God. How does that work? Well, I, I can't explain the physics of it. But I know that when I'm riding in my car and I got my audio book going, I'm really not concerned with everything that's going on. I mean, I'm paying attention. Outward focus. Right, Gail? Outward focus. With your seatbelt on. Driving the speed limit. Not distracted and not, not inebriated in some way. Okay. Right? Okay. All right. There's the dad in me. That's the cop in Gail who's like, look. Okay. But so even though I'm doing all those things, driving right. Okay. I'm still, my head is still in my audiobook. Okay, listen, when I close my eyes and pray, bodily, I'm still here, but my heart and my head, my soul is being poured out before the throne of God in heaven. And guess what that does for me is I don't really care so much about what's going on here at 3953 Walnut. I mean, I do, but only in terms of the spiritual reality. My head is in the clouds, even though bodily I'm here. Because guess what? That's my home. That's where I belong. I don't really belong in this world anymore. And so, so, so let's talk about not just our standing, but let's talk about our state. There's a difference between our standing and our state. And I think about the prodigal son a little bit. It's the prodigal son. He didn't lose his sonship when he lost his mind. He's still a child of God. And his standing was such that his father's like got the robe and got the ring ready. And he's got the fatted calf just ready. He's looking for a son. My son, come back. My son. 
The guy lost his mind. He never lost his sonship because his standing was sure. For us, that's the finished work of Christ on the cross. Praise the Lord. But his state was pretty miserable. He's out feeding pigs. He's already spent all his money with his friends in the world. Okay, somebody. Okay, his state was miserable, wretched, poor, hungry. He got betrayed by the world that promised him friendship and satisfaction, and it just took his entire inheritance and just left him in the feeding pigs as a Jew, tempted to eat pig food. That's, that's where he was at. His state was horrible, even though his standing was secure. Okay, some of you, you're like, oh, I get it. I, yeah, yeah, I was like that. Even though my standing was secure, I've been miserable because I kind of lost my mind for a minute. In fact, I bet all of us could say, I did a little, little stint in the wilderness as the prodigal son. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of how we tend to learn. But let's look at this real quick because this is our practice. Before was our position, but this is our practice. That was our standing. This is our state. And I've got it broken down for us. So maybe we can understand it with calculation, confession, and conversation. What's that about? Let me explain. Hebrews chapter six, we'll talk with, start, start with calculation. Hebrews 6, 11 talks about reckoning. Likewise, reckon. Yes. What did I say? It's not Hebrews. It's Romans 6, 11. I am fasting, so I'm in the spirit. Whether in the body or out of the body, I cannot tell. I have this treasure in earthen vessel. Praise the Lord. Okay. Likewise, what? Reckon. Do the math. Listen, before you start living your life, you got to stop. You got to do the math. You got to do some calculating. You got to figure some things. Do the figuring. Okay, in Romans 6, 11, reckon ye yourselves dead indeed unto sin, but alive unto God through Jesus Christ, our Lord. We've learned that all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is not of the Father. So just reckon yourself dead to that. If you can get your head around this, that's going to take care of your addiction. Hebrew, uh, uh, Hebrews 11, that's where I had Hebrews. Hebrews eleven thirteen is the hall of faith. Okay, this is like the hall of fame for the NFL, except for guys who just can break tackles or make tackles. These are God's heroes. Okay, the, those who were inducted to the hall of faith, this is what God says about them. They died in faith, not having received the promises, but having seen them afar off. And they were persuaded of them. So they, they heard the promises of God. They stopped and they did the math and they said, yeah, I am persuaded that he is able to keep that which he's committed unto me against that day. They embraced them and confessed that they were, what, strangers? and pilgrims upon the earth. Okay, if you're a stranger and a pilgrim on the earth, then the earth is not your home. Even though you have to live here bodily for a while, your home is in heaven. Okay, I just can't feel at home on this earth anymore. Kind of hoping Mike would... would you know, maybe do the, the bluegrass song. Just can't feel at home in this world anymore. Like, da -da 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 -da. You guys know the song? If heaven's not my home, oh Lord, what will I do? I'm just a pet. You guys don't know that song? I'm not doing it right because I'm absolutely like tone deaf. Um, Christine? <laughs> I just can't feel at home. Let's see. Do it, get 
Yeah, you work on that. Okay, so look, I'm a stranger and a pilgrim. I've been persuaded of the promises. I've done the math. My home is not on this world, and I'm willing to be a stranger and a pilgrim here so that I can be at home up there. So in terms, what we, don't miss this thing. They, they were persuaded of them. They did the math, and then they embraced those promises. They confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims upon the earth, and that takes us to our next point as confession. So after they did the math, after the calculation, they confessed something, and this is they decided and they declared it. Hey, as for me, I I'm a stranger and a pilgrim on this earth. On this earth. I'm not going to be entangled with the affairs of this life. I'm not going to get caught up in the mess. I'm going to steward what God's given me. So I have to do that. Okay. Colossians 3, 1 through 4. You know those passages. Okay. If you be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above where Christ sitteth at the right hand of the Father, the right hand of God. Set your affection on things above, not on things on the earth, for ye are dead. That's what I was singing. Okay. Okay, Blue Highway has a version that's better. Blue... Blue Highway. All right. Anyway, I just assumed you all knew that song. It's too late. It's just gone. Okay. All right. Bring it back in. Converse conversation. Okay. In turn. Okay. So listen, you got to do the math. You have to reckon. You have to figure. Where is your home? Then you have to declare and decide. Hey, as for me, my home's going to be in heaven, not on this wilderness of a dry and thirsty land where there's no satisfaction, and you know it. Just do the math. Okay, and then finally, conversation. Now, the, the word conversation, okay, Philippians chapter 3, verse 20, for our conversation is in heaven. From whence also we look for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Here's another one of those. You're in two places at once. Conversation in your King James Bible, it means your lifestyle that is based on your citizenship. So your lifestyle should be based on your citizenship. Okay. Our citizenship is in heaven. That's our home. And so our lifestyle should look like someone whose home is in heaven not someone whose home is on earth. Does that make sense? Yep. So if I'm an ambassador for the United States in a different country, I'm going to go to that country, I'm going to set up an embassy, but in that embassy, we're going to talk like, live like, and act like Americans. Americans, because that's what we are. I'm not going to go to that country and, and actually do like the missionary thing and live like the people of that country, because I'm actually, it's, it's American soil. So I'm supposed to go there and live like, an, now I'm not talking about missions work. I'm talking about if you're an ambassador. So at the Russian embassy in the U.S., they, they speak Russian. They act Russian because that's actually Russian soil, sovereign Russian soil. So our citizenship is in heaven, but 2 Corinthians 5.20 says you are ambassadors for Christ. So we are in this world, but we're not of the world. And our citizenship, our conversation needs to be heavenly. So what, what's that look like? Well, it looks like prayer, like we've already seen. It looks like ministry, ambassador. It looks like fellowship together and eternal things. What are the eternal things? The word of God and the souls of men. That's, that's what's becoming of someone whose uh, uh, citizenship is in heaven. Now, number three, confidence. The verse back, go back to 1 John chapter 2. The verse says, okay, abide in him that when he shall appear, we may have confidence and not be ashamed before him at his coming. 
So the, the question on the floor, number one, is where's your home and do you live like a citizen of that place? That's what it means to abide. Okay. Now, if you do that, if you abide in him, you'll have confidence before him at his coming. So confidence comes from our practice, from our state, not from our standing. Because that standing, what Christ did, the finished work on Christ, that's a done deal. There is nothing to add to that, but I do need to live like that. And the confidence that I have comes from my abiding in him. Make sense? Okay, so this is, this is interesting. So that we may have confidence and not be ashamed before him at his coming. What you want to do is you want to ace the test. When he comes back, okay, it's an open book test. Here's the open book. And you've been answering the questions with how you live your life and what you believe. You want to ace the, the judgment seat of Christ. You want to ace that test. The greatest open book test of all history through abiding with him. Turn with me to 2 Corinthians chapter 5 real quick. We're gonna, we'll wrap up with, with, with a couple thoughts here. In 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 1 through 11, for we know that if our earthly house, if this body were dissolved, we have a building of God, a house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens, talking about our glorified body. For in this we groan, earnestly desiring to be clothed upon with our house, which is from heaven. Scott and I were talking about this today. Man, it would just be so much better to go to heaven, except it wouldn't be better because there's people that depend on me and, and all of that. The gospel needs to go out. But there is this bodily clothing, the, the, this glorious heavenly clothing that we want to be clothed upon. Verse 3, if so be that being clothed, we shall not be found naked. For we that are in this tabernacle, in our bodies, we do groan, being burdened, not that we would be unclothed, but clothed upon that mortality might be swallowed up in life. Okay, so, so verse 6, therefore we are always confident knowing that while we're at home in the body, we're absent from the Lord. If we walk by faith, not by sight, we are confident. I say, and willing rather to be absent from the body and be present from the Lord. Wherefore we labor that being present or absent, we may be accepted of him for we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ that everyone may receive the things done in his body. According to that he hath done, whether it be good or bad. Look at verse 11. Therefore, knowing therefore the terror of the Lord, we persuade men. Okay, we're going to stand before the Lord and answer for the things done in our body. Now look, this doesn't affect our standing, you guys, but it's based on our state. And there's this thing about being clothed upon and, 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 and not being found what in the world? Okay, so Revelation 3.18, talking to the church at Laodicea. Oh, that's us. I counsel thee to buy of me gold tried in the fire that thou mayest be rich and white raiment that thou mayest clothed and that the shame of thy nakedness do not appear. Abide in him, little children, that we may have confidence before him at his coming so that we're not ashamed. At the, okay, so at his coming, at the judgment seat of Christ, knowing the terror of the Lord, we don't want to be ashamed. Therefore, we need to buy white raiment. Otherwise, nakedness and shame. Revelation 19.8, and to her was granted that she should be arrayed in fine linen. This is what Jeff was talking about today. Clean and white, for fine linen is the righteousness of the saints. We all have imputed righteousness, but we do not all have lived out righteousness. We've not all abided in him. Okay, listen, Christine and I, we, we're in med school. We're just straight off the farm into the city, and there's a formal Oh, well, we know all about formals because Christine absolutely rocks 1985 homecoming. <laughs> in, her, in her 
pink, pink, frilly princess dress with the train, you know, and poofy, poofy shoulders and her big hair up to the side. Yeah, I'm, I'm sporting my dumb and dumber tuxedo, you know, and so we, 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 we come, we come strolling in to the four, whatever, wherever the formal. Okay. So what was in that year was kind of an understated black mid thigh evening gown. And there's a few ladies that had red mid thigh evening gowns, very elegant. So here we come. Okay. It was so embarrassing. It was really embarrassing. Huh? Oh, no, we, we just showed up. It's like country comes to town and, and we don't know any better. Formal was like what you wore to prom and right. So, oh no, no, we were very unsophisticated. We were very embarrassed because what the situation, the dress that the situation called for, oh, we were not prepared for that. We didn't know, you guys, we're ignorant. We couldn't reckon rightly. We couldn't prepare right. All right, listen, the judgment seat of Christ, you're supposed to put on white raiment, righteousness. And, and you know, showing up at the formal with, with the pink frilly dress and whatever, like that's nothing compared to showing up naked at the marriage feast of the lamb and your shame. Okay. What if we don't get this and we're all naked at the judgment seat of Christ? I can only imagine. Don't think it again. <laughs> what that day will be like when I stand. Okay, you talk about shame. Listen, we, okay, so I've been teaching. I'm going to preach. You do not want to show up naked and ashamed because you didn't know that your citizenship was supposed to influence your behavior and you needed to abide in him. Listen, you need to know this. You need to reckon. You need to do the math. If you do that, if you do the math, it's a no-brainer, you guys. There's nothing in the world for us. Don't live there. That's not your home. Walk around with your head in the clouds. Your soul is, I'm walking down the street, but my soul is in the third heaven. Worshiping and praying. And I'm set free from all the nonsense the entanglements, the entrapments of well, the things I want to possess or the things that are temptations in this world. No, listen, I'm dead to that. I've reckoned it to be true and my head is in the clouds and just like that car that looks like all the other cars, but on the inside, it's story time. Well, on the inside of me, I may not look any different, but man, there's a different story. And I'm going to abide where my citizenship is, where my loyalty is. Love, joy, all, everything good is above, right? Does this make sense, you guys? Okay, we're, we're, we're kind of out of time. What was the last link? Open, Open book, book test. test. Okay, Bible study leaders. You, you want to bear fruit? Okay, check this out. Just over that whole charge and commission that I gave you, just write, abide in Christ. Let's, 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 let's actually turn to John 15. And then we're going to close with this. I said that earlier. You probably don't believe me. Okay, but turn to John 15 anyway.
John, the Gospel of John, chapter 15. We're going to summarize our Bible studies, abiding, the mission, all this. I am the true vine, and my father is a husbandman. Every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away, and every branch that beareth fruit, he purgeth, that it may bring forth more fruit. Now ye are clean through the word that I've spoken unto you. Verse 4. Abide in me and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself except it abide in the vine. No more can ye except ye abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. He that abideth in me and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me you can do nothing. If a man abide not in me, he is cast forth as a branch and is withered and men gather them and, and, and they are uh, cast them into the fire and they are burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, Ye shall ask what you will, and it shall be done unto you. Herein is my Father glorified that you bear much fruit. So shall ye be my disciples. There's our confidence. There's our abiding. There's our fruitfulness. There's our confidence before him at his coming. We're not going to be ashamed. We're going to abide in Christ. And that is how we're going to get it done. Okay. Let's pray, and then, and then we'll be officially dismissed. If you want to meet and, and, and pray in your groups, that sort of thing. I, I took the whole time again. We didn't have small groups. Sorry. Okay, Father, we love you. Thank you for your word. God, we want to abide in you. We don't want to be ashamed before you at your coming, and we want our practical state to match our positional standing, and that is we look like someone who's righteous and someone whose home is in heaven. So help us get our head around that. Lord, we pray for our Bible studies. We pray for Tim's Bible study. Lord, please use that for your glory. I pray that Tim and the rest of the leaders would abide in you and bring forth much fruit. We love you. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.